This is JFM Podcast. Beautiful morning to you then. Thank you so much for choosing J101.9 FM. You are welcome to another segment of Let's Talk, which is Voices of Peace. My name is Abigail Seaman. Welcome to the show. And Voices of Peace is proudly brought to you by uh, the International Alert Nigeria in partnership with the Clean Foundation and funding support from Open Society Foundation OSF. And International Alert Nigeria is motivated by the belief that peace is within our power. And International Alert is one of the world's leading peace-building organizations with over 30 years of experience supporting communities, advising governments, organizations, and companies on how to build peace. How to build peace. And International Alert works in 17 countries within Africa, Asia, Europe, Central Asia, Middle East, and North Africa with people directly affected by conflict to building lasting peace. And today on the show, we will be talking about community-led initiatives for conflict resolution. And this morning, I'm joined by Mr. Davidson Madison, who is a youth activist, a peace advocate, and a community leader. Lovely morning to you and welcome to the show. Yeah, good morning, Abigail. It's my pleasure to be in your studio. Yes, it's good to have you here. So uh, let, let's talk, when we talk about conflict and conflict resolution, there are a lot of things that come to play. And I've, I've, over over the week and over the months, we have been speaking on initiatives. We'll also be speaking on, on how... Um, conflict resolutions can be obtained involving stakeholders, women, youth, children, and everyone plays a very key vital role when it comes to um, peace, stability in a community. And since we're talking about community-led initiatives, um, that is to say that the community is largely involved. A place has to be attacked for it to start talking about how to talk talk about conflict resolution. And for you, who is a community leader and um, you have you have grassroots experience with people. Um, what are some of these initiatives that can be put at the front burner to say to to bring about peace, to bring about conflict conflict resolution? Okay, uh, thank you so much for that uh, beautiful question. I l- let me start from this angle. Yeah, you know when we talk about conflicts and uh, uh, conflict resolution. Mm. We are particularly talking about, just like you earlier mentioned, things that we experience on our daily basis. Uh, conflict, in a real sense, you know, aside the attack, the crisis, the the kidnappings, and some other clashes that we used to have here and there, mm. conflict starts or emanates from within. Uh, from within, I mean an individual, because yeah. uh, this is a practical example. Every blessed morning we wake up, you contemplate on what to wear, what to eat in a day. This is conflict of the mind. Mm. But when we extend it beyond our individualistic level, now we are talking about the community where a particular community from the onset is known to be peaceful, is known to be harmonious in its activities, and all of a sudden, some uh, miscreants or some people who are not peace inclined 
will invade the community, attack, you know, sack the community, kill a lot of people, burn houses. That is where the conflict between two parties are now regarded at that particular level. Mm. Now, in a, in, in, in a point where we have uh, such kind of experiences, of course, when it happened on the immediate community, usually feel the pains, you yes. know, the hurt. And especially the, uh, the saddest part of it, because there are victims on ground, especially when uh, lives are involved, properties are destroyed. These are things that people, you know, suffer to put, you know, uh, for people to see and for them to also benefit. And all of a sudden, in one night, in one day, in one second, in one minute, somebody will come and destroy all of this. Now, when it happens, the pains are there, like I said. But then the need for resolution can never be overemphasized or can never be kept aside again. This is because we cannot continue to talk towards that part irrespective of the pains that we feel we have to sit down as a community we have to sit down as a people we have to sit down as stakeholders as women as youth as traditional rulers to fashion out ways on how to forestall further occurrences and also to rebuild and revive the community back to where it was so at that moment communities uh, people come together they said, okay, this is what has happened. Yeah. It is good for us to, you know, ensure that this thing do not happen. Whoever the attackers are, they will have, there has to be justice. Mm. Community will begin to seek for justice while peace, peace initiatives are being, are being initiated. So at that moment, community come together, fashion out ways. And one of such ways can be, okay, this thing has happened. How did it happen? The loopholes or... Uh, what has actually led to this, they will have to, you know, ensure that anything that has led to that is put on hold. And then, like I said, the security personnel are also a critical stakeholders in this. Yes. They will have to be involved on how to, as well, ensure that this thing do not happen. We have the, the organizations, NGOs, national and international, yes. like the International Peace Alert, uh, the Center for Humanitarian Dialogue, Eclaim Foundation. These are organizations that I know that have been playing critical roles in ensuring that every community is stabilized, every community experiences peace in its highest form. Yeah, right. And also this morning, um, we're also joined by another person this morning. Um, quickly, um, Nyai, I hope I pronounce it right. Uh, Nyayok Daliop Izikel, who is from Beko, the Chairman Kuru District. A lovely morning to you. Welcome to the show. It's, it's my pleasure. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to have you here. Uh, while we're talking about community-led initiatives when it comes to conflict resolution, uh, one of the things that um, people put in front as before you came in and we're talking about is the fact that you bring in all stakeholders to be mm. a part of the initiative and um, most of the time we see that um, some key stakeholders are excluded from it women youth we spoke about that last week and how everybody should be involved and also one other way or another initiative that people have spoken about has to be the place of dialogue when it comes to conflict resolution so far so good when it comes to community-led initiatives has dialogue been one of the best bets or best methods or strategy when it comes to conflict resolution or are there other initiatives or strategies that can be used in community um, in communities for for conflict resolution yes um before i come in let me 
correct uh, some to my name is Nyako. 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 Oh, Nyako. Yes. So sorry Nyako about that. Nyako Ezekiel uh, Daliop. Yeah. Beko chairman of Kuru. Um, it's my pleasure to be here once again. As you said, in community uh, peace initiative, dialogue is one of the key factors mm. in resolving peace. And some of uh, the key factors you have to there must be an outreach, outreach, community engagement. These are media engagement. These are some of the other ways that we have to employ as a community to make sure that we get the needed peace we're yearning for. Mm. Because during engagement with the community, once you're engaging the community, you're having dialogue uh, often, um, definitely you come to realize that at the end of the day, you know where probably the problem is coming from. Mm. Because um, they said, in peace building, I, conflict is inevitable. Mm. And our prayers is it shouldn't lead to war. Mm. But once there's conflict, once we come into a round table, we sit down, discuss one-on-one I'm able to tell you what pinches me. You tell me what pinches you. Mm. And except we now come to this roundtable with an open mind, not with preempt mind, mm. then we are almost at uh, the level of uh, getting to the peace we're yearning for. So once, once we're doing that, I'm able to tell you, you're able to tell me at least... Tolerance, we have to tolerate, tolerate each, each other. other. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. We have to tolerate each other. And we should be able to compromise. Mm. If, I'm not co- able, if I'm not ready to compromise through your own opinion, and you are not ready to compromise through my own opinion also, definitely there are bound to be a problem. Mm. Because you cannot just come and say your idea and your opinion should be supreme in dialogue. Because we have to we have to let go some of the things we want just for peace to reign. And I'm telling you, once we sit down, there's a conflict. We sit down one-on-one, dialogue. We're able to tell ourselves, I'm telling you, by the grace of God, we will not be far from what we're yearning for. Ah, interesting. So, Mr. Davidson, based off what uh, Mr. Daliop is saying, that means trust plays a really, really critical role when it comes to community peace-led initiatives. So, um, for an instance where there is no peace, um, not, not peace, there's no trust, um, another stakeholder and, and against another stakeholder and there's no trust, You, um, one person feels like his own opinion or suggestion is... Uh, superior to another how then do you resolve such issues that because the general aim is to achieve peace so how then do you do you do you um move away from that obstacle uh, of course uh, trust is one of the major challenges you know some of us that have had opportunities to work uh, uh, in the peace sector trust is one of the major challenges that you know has actually uh, been uh, hindering a successful dialogue because mm. we're, we're talking about community by community or people of different interests, people of you know diverse views, people of different ethnic backgrounds, religion. Yeah, you know, so to say, you know, you're bringing somebody. For instance, you know, something usually happens at, at times. You're bringing somebody uh, from another religion. 
and then two people from another religion, two people from another religion. And then, you know, their culture and their way of life actually differ. Yes. You know, one, you, one will think uh, if I actually compromise, like you mentioned, it will affect either my nationality or my religion. Mm. But then what we have always encouraged, you know, is to look at the issue as it is, what we are targeting, what we are focusing. You know, our main aim is to ensure that peace is restored. Yeah. Peace is achieved. So at that moment, whatever level of distrust that we will have, we will have to bury it. That is why the number one thing that one must do in peace building is to first of all build trust. Because if trust is not built, there is no how it can be achieved. Yes. And that is why today most of the dialogues that we have had, they are more like, you know, uh, uh, partial dialogue or dialogues that have not been effective in its ear forms mm. because it will happen today and t tomorrow is another thing again because people have been forced to agree without them, you know, uh, putting or getting to a level where they're saying, I am actually going to compromise. Mm. So building trust is the number one. And like he rightly said, I wanted to add up something. Yes. Most of the times when we're talking about dialogue, dialogue is one of the good methods of building peace. Mm. But then there is something we always leave when we're talking about dialogue. First of all, when something happened in the community, you know, let's assume an attack happened at... Uh, at his community. What is that your community? Kuru. 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 Yesterday and today. Already the attackers have been have been known. Or the attackers have, you know, there are traces of the attackers. And this morning, there are dead bodies in Kuru, for instance. Mm. Houses have been burned. And now you're calling him with the, pe with the people who actually carried out that attack to come and sit down the next morning to have a dialogue. Of course, you know, it won't work. Yes. It won't work. That is what usually happens most of the time. These people need to be allowed to come, to say to heal. And then when they heal, that is where we begin to bring them so there together. there has to be a healing process. There first. has to be a healing process. In fact, something happened in one of the communities when a woman was called. Women were called for peace building and dialogue. And the woman said, she's not healed yet. She said anytime she's in her house, they've killed her husband. Mm. Anytime she's in her house and she saw cows passing, it resuscitates that, that feeling that again. feelings and she begins to cry. And now this thing is not long. You're calling me to come and sit down with these people whom I know are the people that have carried out this. I am not saying I'm not going to forgive, but let me be allowed some space. Before. To heal properly. And she walked out. Mm. And she walked out. Now, that is the focus. But we need to, first of all, learn on how to build the trust, ensure that healings have taken place. Mm. And that is why when we come, we are now coming with fresh minds. We are now coming with, you know, devoid minds to ensure that whatever we are going to say will not be more like caricatures. You know, Count the number of peace pacts that have been signed. Mm. What do we have on ground? Are they really working? Where are the people that have signed it? They are there. The NGOs are trying. But then the people have not reached a certain level where they think this thing is what they need at the moment. Mm. That is why even in the peace building and in the dialogue, justice should be the number one. 
Because, because that's what when people are looking is, for, justice. Yes, yes, because when it happened, before you bring me to dialogue, ensure that the person who carried out the attack has been arrested, prosecuted, so that when I'm coming, I'll, be, I'll have the rest of mine that, yes, this person who carried out this attack has been arrested. Mm -hmm. Now I am going to have a peace of mind to talk about it. Interesting. Let me come to you, Mr. Daliop. You've mentioned that dialogue is one of the methods or strategies when it comes to community peace-led initiatives. Are there other methods that can be employed to also be able to reach a consensus when it comes to conflict resolutions in communities? Yes. Um, <clears throat> we need to have uh, what we call social cohesion. Mm. Social cohesion in the sense that community have to be allowed to come together, mingle together, like the <coughs> different ethnic nationalities within a certain different um, religious group. Once we allow this social cohesion within us, that won't be far from uh, getting the peace we're yearning for. Mm. Because social cohesion is very important and intercultural cohesion also. Mm. Yes, what I mean by intercultural cohesion is <coughs> once we have a different cultural backgrounds within a community and one is sticking strictly to his uh, cultural belief, that alone won't help us in resolving peace. But once we agree that, yes, as long as we are living in this certain community, once uh, we stay here, we live here, we drink, we eat together in this same community, there are certain things that we have to let go and come together as so a make, people. So make compromises. Yes, we mm -hmm. have to make compromises. Because there are some certain beliefs within my culture that I have to live. The other uh, party also has to live. Even our religious belief also. Mm. Because we, we, we can't uh, be strict on our religious belief. Because if we are strict, definitely we can't get the peace we are looking for. Because in peace building, definitely once there's that cohesion, we ourselves, we should know that, yes, uh, something good is you're taking, about... You're taking the right to, steps in the right direction. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Correct. All right. Uh, Mr. Davidson, let me come to you finally before we open the phone lines for people to contribute and be a part of the show. Um, over the years, uh, we've seen a lot of um, initiatives spring up, NGOs, organizations, and when it comes to conflict resolution, come up on board and be a part of it. Well, how sometimes you might not really have the presence of, this in, um, of these organizations there. How can communities now on their own without a formal authority say, okay, let's come together and let's, let's lead an initiative. How can they do that? Yeah, I, I, I think it is key. And, and that is why before the emergence of these NGOs that are, a lot of people are so much reliant on, mm. we've always encouraged that it is good to initiate some of these things yourselves. Yes. Because I believe when you do that yourself without a third party being involved, mm. it's, 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 it's mostly likely going to be more effective than having a third party involved. Mm. When you sit down and you're honest, you're transparent, you know, confessional in your activities and you resolved that all of you have erred, there's need to forgive one another after that justice has been made. I am telling you that community will thrive without experiencing anything that had happened in the past. Mm. Now, this 
NGOs are playing critical roles. And we are appreciative of the fact that they are coming in times of mediation, in times of provision of relief materials, mm. in times of provision of succor, in times of provision of medical assistance. And these are things that people lack, especially when these attacks happen. But then we are saying the people should champion it themselves. When the they, community... They are the ones living in the community. Yes, the traditional rulers the religious leaders, the community leaders, the women, the youth organization, and even the children should begin to be taught on how to live in harmony, to have a cohesion among themselves without the third party being involved. Mm. So I believe when we build peace on our own, it's usually going to thrive more than having a third party being part of it. All right. Mm. The numbers to call this morning zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine or zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven. Those are the numbers to call to be a part of the show. The numbers again zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine or zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven. Hello, good morning. Hello. Good morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? Yeah, my name is Felix. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right, Felix. You have forty seconds. Go ahead. Um, there is something that you pull out meeting. Which is? You people are forgetting. These people that brought religions to us, they did not tell us the real truth. Most of them. Look at what is happening in Israel now. You continue to wicked people. This thing they did, they continue planning it years. Seeking hold to wicked others. Why don't Christians rally around whenever things like that happens? To get the healing process, we must act. God did not create us to be fools. We must do things according to how God wants us to do. All if right. you fold your hand and say, eh, forgive, forgive, for, for how long, for God's sake? Well, we all still need to forgive, people. okay? Just as your Heavenly Father has forgiven you, I'm sure you hurt him over and over again and he opens the window of his heart to forgive. So, My sister, listen. Yes, just in, in, in few seconds because of our time, okay? I want you to know, Jesus says 70 times 7, yes. which means it is endless. Mm. But there are some things Christians have to do. They are using advantage of that forgiveness to continue with us. All right, because of our time, I have to cut you short. So sorry about that, okay? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes, but I'm still saying um, that when it comes to conflict, um, your heart needs to be open to forgive, no matter how mm. many times. Um, I, I think one of the things that we need to learn to do is that, yes, it, they would hurt you again, but you have to forgive because uh, if you do not forgive, you you are doing yourself more harm than good. I would always say jokingly that you are becoming a landlord with so many tenants on your head and you definitely will have headache one day. Yeah. So you need to let things go. And it also helps when it comes to, as you mentioned, in conflict resolution, that you have to heal. Yeah. And when healing comes, healing comes with forgiveness too. Yeah. And also comes with you trusting the next, the, the other person. And when does, how does trust come into place? If you do not forgive them, they will definitely not be trust. Let's take this call. Hello, good morning. Uh, hello, good morning. Uh, yes, morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name? Where are you calling us from? Uh, uh, I'm Baba Baj. I'm Pakogi. Okay, you have 40 seconds. Please go ahead. The, the problem, the problem is community. 
Okay. Community know, know these people, these actors, as uh, uh, boys. They know them. But where I came from, it was, uh, it was arranged by the community. <coughs> Any, anybody at all, village head, uh, 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 villagers, our chief, DQ, the child, anybody that caught the criminality will be killed. Mm, we persecuted of justice. But brought Yes, brought to book. Yeah. How, uh, uh, for how long? Yeah. Nobody has been killed. Tomorrow, uh, tomorrow court police. When the court police, the next day we see them for that. All right. Thank you, sir. Because of our time, I would have to. I will have to end the call. So sorry about that. Let them to kill our bed. <laughs> oh, sorry. We wouldn't take that. You don't take. You don't take. You don't take don't justice, justice justice into your own hand. You report to the right authority. Yeah. That's why we talk about um, security service reforms and that um, our security personnel also be equipped, giving intelligence, so mm. that they can handle these things. It is not in our place to handle it by ourselves. We give the right authorities, and definitely the right thing will be done. And because of our time, we have to definitely go and wrap up the show. Um, don't attach let, emotions. Do yeah. I attach emotions? emotions yeah. Yes. That, that yeah. really, really yeah. doesn't help. Yeah. So thank you so much, Mr. Dalio Pizikel, for coming. Thank you so much, Mr. Davidson uh, Malison, for also coming. Don't forget, this is uh, actually Voices of Peace brought to you by the International Alert. And also um, in partnership with the clean foundation and funding support from open society and international alert nigeria is motivated by the belief that peace is within our power and you can join the conversation on all alert platforms for updates using the hashtag i alert nigeria or marioin zaman lafia the news comes up by 10 o'clock keep your eyes locked on to j101.9 fm good morning Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.